Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 97. 97th heaven, Kevin. <laughs> like the year 1997. A lot of good things happened that year, Daniel. Tell me. Tell me one good thing. The Lost World Jurassic Park. The best thing. It had two dinosaurs. That's T- true. Two T-Rexes. Two back. T-Rexes. To no, be not particular. just two dinosaurs. It had if, many dinosaurs. If you want, hey, man. Hey, man. If you want to get technical, there are three. There's a baby one. That's true. But not as impressive as big ones. Not as impressive, but still cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, big, the tiny ones are impressive when they can tear a small child apart. <laughs> the tiny ones are impressive. <laughs> is that is that the bar we need to clear for baby dinosaurs? For tiny, yeah, tiny island dinosaurs. For That's sure. fantastic. For sure. Yeah. Kevin, thank you for, for bringing me here on the on this episode. Uh, yeah, abso- an honor absolutely, dude. Across from Mike with you again. Yeah. Scheduling is really hard. Scheduling is so tough. On that one, I right? mean, <laughs> we're just so far apart yeah. in the social distancing scape that uh, I can't ever find time for it. I don't even know where you are in this labyrinth. I actually, I, I made a remark today that I feel like you and I interact more in Twitch chats these days than face to face. There's something about that statement that strikes as true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so weird because like I, I've had to adopt the same shit for work, right? Mm-hmm. I'm work from home and I, I don't get to lean over and be like, hey, hey, this is wrong. Like, no, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta basically message somebody or send an email. Mm-hmm. And so when you get used to like typing out your thoughts to literally everybody to communicate, mm-hmm. You just start doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. Like, the only time I really get to talk is when I stream. Of what you do, like, every day of the week. And now I, yeah, now I'm like, am I trying to fill a void? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm mm-hmm. trying to analyze that, right? <laughs> it's a content void. Yeah. I mean, when you see me, like, start streaming and I'm, like, completely, like, just n- naked and other, you know, just mm-hmm. in disarray, right? In disarray. Then you can tell me, like, hey, man, maybe you need to, like, take some time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Take, take, like, a, a day off, dude. But not too long. We need you back we need on Twitch.tv. Because we're hungry for you. <laughs> we got to fill this space from Guy Beam. <laughs> Big old void. We need more of you, Kevin. And Daniel. Of course. As well. Where can they find a stream, dude? They can find you over at Twitch.tv slash The Red Herb. Streaming everything. Streaming Mostly everything. Mostly Yakuza 5. Mostly Yakuza 5. Last night you gave mm-hmm. us a delicious new teaser of Ghost of Tsushima. That is true. And, the the uh, new hit Sony exclusive. It pops. It pops like pops fuck, dude. Off. It's it pops so the fuck off. We're gonna talk about more about that in the later part of the. We're episode. gonna talk about a lot of things. We got yeah. a lot of shit to cover mm-hmm. today. We gotta like jump right into. We're gonna get right into it, duty, dude. But I'm not gonna like you know just skim you over like that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. This dude, what a real bro you are. This dude likes to stream at Twitch.tv/slash Dungeons and Daniels. You get both. <laughs> exclusively did you sign a deal dude? yeah wow you went from you didn't even get partner and you're already signing contracts mixer thought they needed me mixer thought, <laughs> they called you yeah. uh awesome what are you enjoying that yeah it's been great um i've been doing like a friday saturday cadence as you guys know fridays yeah. you know fridays that's how you know it's that day of the week because that's my brand now if it's dungeons and daniels it's probably friday so I do a lot of that, and then Saturdays, I'm like, let's have a bonus stream, which became Friday, too. Shit. So you're always stuck in this Friday parallax when you're with me, and then Dungeons & Daniel stream. It's a great time. All right, man. As a uh, veteran <laughs> affiliate myself, uh, a hardened affiliate, <laughs> I got to say, that's how it starts. That's how it starts. You know, you try to be conservative about it. You say, <laughs> I need to do this uh, this balance, right? Because streaming is kind of like work. And you need a balancing act in your life if you're already working and doing other things. Right. You know, moderation. Everything mm-hmm. everything in moderation is key. But suddenly, the bonus stream becomes a constant stream. And, and then the other bonus streams also become constant streams. And then you have a schedule that you have to commit to. And before you know it, you're a daily streamer. That's true. You don't know how it happened. It's probably going to happen in about 
T-minus two days when I go on vacation, because I'm going to be on vacation for two weeks. So I'm going to use that time okay, to well, up my stream game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hard in the paint. I'm done with my Bloodborne streams. We ended that today. That was a fun little end. We had a great time playing that. We beat Bloodborne? We didn't beat it. I got through the last fight, got to the last fight, rather, in uh, the Old Hunters DLC, Orphan of Cause. Okay. Um, we saw enough of that. All right. I got pretty close once. Okay, so, but... We, but we, after that, that's it. I'm just going to beat that off stream. We didn't beat it. We didn't beat it. But we're finished. We're finished. I, ju- I just want to get the facts straight yeah. when I report to Miyazaki <laughs> sure. about what went down, right? He could check the metadata. I got I got the platinum. A hundred percent of the old hunters. That's old news. He prefers that I deliver it in an envelope. He's a very particular man. He <laughs> could, You're right. He could check the me- metadata, but he chooses not to. He prefers like a hot wax seal on it. It's like a cane hearse. Right. <laughs> right. You, you have to accomplish things in a very specific order to even have that unlock for yourself. Yeah. It's crazy. But I wanted to start playing Ghost on Monday. I wanted to kind of get into it mm. on my own yeah. terms, have fun with that. And then I have a few other things I'm planning. We're going to do Dark Souls 3. We're going to start that from the ground up. Yeah, when are we going to do that? Uh, probably sometime next week, I feel like. Sometimes next week? It. We're yeah. putting a lot of, like, I keep on hearing next week, next week, next week. You know they only put seven days in these bitches. Well, I got a lot you know of time. Got a lot of time in my hands. Because we also promised to, like, you know, leave safely mm-hmm. leave our apartment mm. and go to like a trail somewhere that's true i'm trying to go to the ho national rainforest <sighs> what's it out. called it's the ho national yeah. rainforest. It's, it's a, you're gonna be laughing when you see it you're gonna be fucking stunned oh really yeah it's stunned by look it, it up okay. it's I'm, great right now yeah go go wikipedia right. this dude comes at me spell, h-o-h ho national H-O- oh okay yeah. i would have i was gonna go for h-o-e real quick so we're uh, going to do a bunch of that. And then I think you and I, collaboratively, right, we are finishing up Dead Space on this Saturday. This is in Brazil. No, you're at the wrong one. I'm in the wrong one. You're in the wrong one. Oh, no, I see it. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's beautiful. How can mankind walk through it? It looks like some fucking... It looks like something out of Sekiro, dude. Yeah. This this is a national rainforest? Mm-hmm. For this nation? In this state, even. Is this... What, is this west? <laughs> Where is this? It's north. It's like four it's hours. North west. It's yeah. four hours? Mm-hmm. A long walk, dude. We're going to get there, though. You're going to get fucking tired. It looks beautiful. I want to take you to beautiful places, Kevin, because you're like a good friend of mine. What the hell? And we don't get out enough. <laughs> I think I see... I see eyes in the trees. Oh, no. Oh, that's weird. When I zoomed in, they disappear, but I swear to God, I saw something. I saw something, Daniel. <laughs> Are you seeing cryptids again? Cryptids in the spaces between... I've been watching a lot of unsolved mysteries. You I'm going to admit that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. The original on, uh, on Netflix, right? The original? No, no, no. The it's a new one. Oh, yeah, oh, it's yeah. like new original. It, it is original. Ori- it's not the original, no. but it's an original. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even get the original guy back, which is unfortunate. Yeah, what the fuck? You think Netflix would have enough money to be a necromancer? <laughs> 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 On that note. Kevin, what is the show? If you didn't know, <laughs> the save room is the only gaming podcast that comes with a photo mode. Mm-hmm. Black yeah. and white? Yeah, any way you like it. But not day one. I really hope you get that patch. Yeah. We're like, it's the year later. It's the year later What patch? game got that? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. There was a game where I was like, really? Um, was it Control? Control. No, Control no never it was got Control. It, right? Yeah, they it added did? it later. I want to play that again. Yeah. When does AWE come out? I have no idea. We're a news show. What the fuck? We should, you know, you're right. Mm-hmm. We gave them the lowdown on the hose in the forest or mm-hmm. whatever. And now we're going to move on. Okay, cool. Well, you can catch us on soundcloud.com slash the safe room show. You can find us also on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and the Stitcher. Plus, if you got an RSS feed, mm-hmm. you got us. That's true. Right in your ears. Ah, ah I did it. You did it. Somebody. I'm proud of you. I'm going to let you stick the landing. Sir, I've got some big news on here. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote too much once 
again, mm-hmm. but I write my own shit, unlike some people out there in the world. Wow, that was a really good segue, Kevin. I'm just saying. A really good segue right there. Apropos of nothing. Apropos. So, I got two little kind of things that I just threw in here. Didn't write anything about, like, Kevin, because Kevin does write his own shit. I'm just like, here, I'll link it and credit it to the person that did it. Uh, First thing on here, this is for you Xbox gamers out there, you X-Cast heads. Oh, I'm listening. Halo Infinite is getting a deep dive in six whole days. What does that mean? They're just going to talk about it a little more. More than they did at E3, like, a year or two ago. Okay, to be fair, we know next to nothing about about Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough. And, like, I forget why they even decided to move away from calling it Part 6. That's weird, right? They had some stupid reason yeah. for it. They're like, it's a platform of Halos. And I'm just like, does that mean there's 18 Halos in this shit? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me actually look up the date for it real quick. Okay. And that's going to be on Thursday, July 23rd, Kevin, 9 a.m. PT. You get all that. We're going to get it. It's actually a whole uh, Xbox Series X video game showcase. So it's not just Halo Infinite. It's more, Kevin. More and, than Infinite? Well, I guess they have... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these things stand out to me. (laughs) It's really good. Um, But they're also probably going to be leaning hard into their latest announcement too, right? Hmm. That they announced this September, they're going to give us xCloud for free with Ultimate Game Pass. Yeah, that's That's pretty wild. Kind of, that's rad. (laughs) That's a rad thing. I don't think it's for all regions at first, but Mm -hmm. it's one of those rollout things. Yeah. That's big value because, hey, I can finally say that I've engaged with Xbox for the first time in like... Well, since like 2014, I guess at this point, I have I have the ultimate uh, game pass because mm-hmm. I was like, hey, it was some free games and I wanted gold and I got that. I, I thought they also mentioned that they're doing away with gold or it looks like gold is going to be a concept of the past. Mm. It's going to be game pass. It's going to be the X cloud. That's going to be the new thing going forward. Yes. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, as well, like, right? that's that's kind of rad. It again, people say it's the best value in gaming, and I'm fucking hard pressed to say no that it isn't. No, it's it, it, it is, is the best value in gaming. It is. There's some dope. Ga- I'm having some. The Power Rangers game is on Games there Pass. Got Battle dude. for the Grid. Battle for the Grid. I mean, you played some other cool stuff too on there, right? Yeah, I um, picked up Gears Five finally for that, and it you know it tricked me because that game started as being oh this is just Gears again, mm-hmm. and then it turned into an open world game, and I was like. Bleh. <laughs> that shit's pretty good. Not just kind of like a corridor, it. big set piece shooter, but like a little mini open. World. No agency mm-hmm. in a gears, dude. That's you, crazy. you get to choose where to go and take on little sub quests and stuff. I mean, it's it's not like um, GTA open world, mm-hmm. right? It, it it's reined in, but it's neat. It's neat to see that series do something else, and I wouldn't have picked it up otherwise if it weren't for the fact that you can fucking download that shit in Game Pass. So sure. I, I hear it's one of the best gears in years. Yeah, look. So like, I got the dollar. Um, like the, you know, the first trial. onboarding thing. And I'm not really fucked up about trying to cancel that for next month, mm-hmm. to be honest. It's it's nice to think like, oh, hey, there's a whole catalog of games I really want to mm-hmm. try. Like, um, There's the, a lot of new stuff on there. Day and date yeah. kind of stuff. I think too, Ori yeah. and the Will of the Wisps is on there. Um, Is that the sequel or the, or the first one? I don't know. I, both of them are on both there. Both of them are on there. What is the new one called? Hold on. Yeah, there's Ori and the Blind Forest, and then Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Which is, yeah, the second and one. nobody knows which one's part one. <laughs> no, we do. No, I don't I don't know about that one. And you've also been playing, like, Left 4 Dead and older mm-hmm. stuff, so it's, it's cool to yeah. just kind of, like, roll back through the catalog, and you can't argue with that at launch, because, well... Otherwise, what we've heard so far from Phil Spence and co. is that it's probably going to be another five years until we get an exclusive first-party game from Xbox, right? So, no difference than the last couple of years, huh, Phil? Damn, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it's mean, but... 
it's true though i mean that doesn't mean we yeah. won't get like second party exclusives and other stuff like that right and and, and we're not going to get any titles that are locked on the one platform is kind of the big mm-hmm. thing that he's trying to say like halo infinite they have long promise xbox one if you pick it up there you got it no mm-hmm. problems and then if you stick it into your series x we'll give you an upgrade and all that with mm-hmm. the smart delivery however that could work still bo- it's a boondoggle to me it's a, that's a good one, yeah. Boondoggle. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's interesting. I'm actually, even though I'm not like completely sold on everything they're doing, mm-hmm. I am having a good time just watching them do it. Because I'm already, I'm already hard patched into the PlayStation ecosystem. I agree with their mentality of like there are just certain experiences that should be next gen. Mm-hmm. The reason that you pick up a PS5, you know, whereas Xbox is just like, I don't know, man. We just want you to hang out, and mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I respect that. <laughs> I respect it. Well, it's also they are doing something definitively next gen. Like this hasn't really been done before in the game space. Yeah, it's not just like, oh, here's better graphics on this. It's like, no, no, no. Here's a new idea for games. Here's a new idea. You can play this one game yeah. everywhere. Right. You can have achievements in multiple places. I'm just. You can play more than just Fortnite with your friends. It would be things. fucking nuts, man. Yeah. What if they? What if they figured this out to a degree that just like kicks down doors? Like they already they're already putting games on um, Nintendo Switch. What if you're fucking unlocking achievements in games on Nintendo Switch out of nowhere? Because Game Pass is like, sure, why not? <laughs> you you know? do. What? In Cuphead. In Cuphead. In Cuphead, you unlock Cuphead. achievements. Fuck. I want it's that. actually really cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. So and that's amazing. I got to check you on that one because that. that what is a future. Yeah. This, Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> He's a he's a fucking tastemaker. This Phil, I don't understand how he works, but yeah. I want to see him in a kitchen sometime. Yeah, so it's co- it, yeah. it's it's very cool, like yeah. seeing what they do. But um, you know, it's I'm, it's one of those things where I'm happy for them, right? I'm not an Xbox fan, yes. but I happy I'm happy to see them getting theirs, you know, right. in a good way. Exactly, exactly. Th- that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Now, tell me tell me more things, my friend, on this. Well, this that's document. that's going to be Thursday, July twenty third. If you want to okay. catch that, cool. I don't have any predictions for it, so I don't either because I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. I I know what studios they have lined up. I just don't know. Uh, if it's going to be like original IP or well, I think we'll see probably more of like a game like Yakuza 7 maybe other stuff you think they're going to do a little more Yakuza yeah, 7 why not you can get a launch date too hmm. I mean I feel like we're close enough where it's like one of y'all's got to budge yeah somebody say it one of y'all's got to budge I'd rather budge. hear it from fucking uh, Herman Holst first but I'll take it from yeah. Phil <laughs> doing a cartwheel and a zoom call <laughs> lifts up his shirt and it's just, <laughs> it's just a release date on his belly marker <laughs> all right the next thing wait we why gotta... would it be herman holst he works for playstation <laughs> i'm saying he would announce it oh <laughs> he would announce yakuza 7 sorry i was thinking of the x logo and i was like oh it's a it's a betrayal it's as a betrayal. well a sweet sweet betrayal <laughs> <laughs> um another thing we got on here in weird weekly fashion at this point we have more breaking news today the philip flip mutant himself you guys remember him probably from two years ago uh whenever you hear the word dead cells you kind of twinge a little bit you're like why does that sound familiar? Why is that laced together? But this guy's back. He he had a huge incident back in the summer of 2018 in, where he basically like plagiarized a Dead Cells review. Beat for beat. Kind of almost screen for screen in some ways. An incident implies that no one's at fault, <laughs> Daniel. This was... This was not an incident. <laughs> <laughs> because I've long... I wouldn't call it an accident. I've long held that plagiarism is not a mistake. No, I, I would say an incident is more deliberate than an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But he's back, so he... he oh, no, you're from... right. An accident is no one's at fault. An incident <laughs> is, is is something that happened. Okay, whatever. So, as I said, an incident happened with him, like, two years ago, summer of 2018. He Was he working for IGN? Yeah. So he plagiarized a video and script for Dead Cells. 
you know, a roguelike game that people really fucking like. You played it. You, you dug it a bunch. And we found out they needed to plagiarize a bunch of other stuff as well. And then you disappeared into the ether, much like these people do when they commit these big mistakes or crimes. You mean they stop posting? They stop posting. They, they go under pseudonyms. <laughs> yeah. We see you, Nick Robinson. Right. But like, so this guy came back and he, he did a review today um, and it's called The Dead... Well, actually, this is what I call it. Um, it's his Dead Honest Cells review. It's a very honest and original Dead Cells review by Flip Muchin. And I guess like that's going to be his brand going forward now. Honest, a very honest, mm. rather, and original review. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I didn't watch much of the uh, review in question. It seemed like four minutes of my life I didn't want to piss away. I just had it on while I was eating uh, Jimmy John's. Just had it on in the background. And you could keep down the Jimmy John's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did watch, you showed me the intro and, uh, and the outro where yeah. he was just like, uh, what was his little phrase? I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I, was sh- I was shocked to silence by how good Dead Cells was. That I just started cherry picking quotes from other reviewers. Yeah, that that was basically the swing of it. Like he was so yeah. shocked by how good the game was that he could he he had no words for it, so he'd steal somebody else's words. Right. My my thing about it in the first yeah, place really, is, really, somebody put your back against the yeah. wall in that one and said, you know, you know, I got to steal my way to to success here. Rather, you know, okay, sure. My thing is like I don't think we ever really got a proper apology from him. So it's just like, had you apologize <laughs> really? in a respectable manner in the first place, and then done this like it would have been okay i guess but also i don't think this guy should be writing video game reviews anymore granted he's under his own moniker he doesn't work for a company so you can do whatever you want if people want to cling to that that's their prerogative right but Mm -hmm. like i think he should be in a different industry (laughs) now he has no integrity to his work what i did see on the videos at the comics comment section a lot of people were saying like hey man you know i'm glad you're back out there you really you sound like you've learned from your mistake and that other people i were just you know uh, i believe in giving people second chances and i'm just like again plagiarism is not a mistake dude you Mm. don't it's not like slipping on a banana and suddenly you copied over somebody's fucking story like that's that's not what happens that took a lot of work because uh, for one um he was plagiarizing a video review so he had to play that shit a bunch write write it down he had to do work for that and it's just like you could have done your own work yeah you could just like you played the game what did the game make you feel even if your thoughts are bad at least you know at least you expect the hustle that it's you and yours so you took somebody else's words you took a collection of other people's Mm. words yeah no no dude and he even said in the video he was like i know some people are never going to forgive me and it's like yeah Mm. yeah i i no, i i forgive you for being you know whatever a person Mm. right Mm -hmm. But, like, how about, hey, you don't return to the space that you were contentiously thrusted out of. Mm-hmm. Because you did the cardinal sin for writers, man. You fucking stole. Mm-hmm. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's all. Go write about TV or something else instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go go, go edit videos for somebody behind the scenes. Go work for a bigger company. Mm-hmm. Go behind the scenes. Like, yeah, you, like, you have work at like the He has this need to thrust himself at, at the center of things mm-hmm. and be like, see me. Fit. Like I, I loved it. I love seeing that video open up and it's just big old fill up and music throbbing and shit. <laughs> yep. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? You're not The Rock. <laughs> I just don't quite get where you're like, all right, maybe in two years, things will cool down. Mm-hmm. Ah, cool. There's a global pandemic. Perhaps I will be accepted. <laughs> the, who who thinks during fucking the time of Corona? Now is my time to strike. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
This is his redemption arc. <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, so the, he had a swing to why he did it. Um, it's kind of like, you know how some re- games like Overwatch, they get reviews and progress because it's an ongoing sort of game. Since this game came out, it had a few, it had updates and I think like DLC that came out and he was reviewing that as well. Mm-hmm. So he's very taken by it. Again, cool. Do what you're doing. Awesome. You're under your own thing, your own banner. But like, I still feel like you should have apologized about it in a way. <laughs> I think it should have been straight up apology and yeah. then, you know, figure something else yeah. out. It's no, just kind of tongue in cheek to make this your return. Yeah, there, there's measures to it. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to burn down the person. It's like if you want to engage with his content because you've had, you see something that you like, whether it is editing skill or just how he sounds on video. Sure. You do you, doggy dog. But for me, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Move on from this fool. Oh yeah, I don't think he's like a vile human being. Like he plagiarized. That's shitty. But like you know, he could redeem himself. Hmm. I just think it's like not. You're trying to mushroom stamp when you're like, I'm going to re-review Dead Cells. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I would. You didn't want to start off with the uh, Origami King or something. Anything, anything would have worked. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to prove that you could do it. <laughs> like, why revisit Dead Cells? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like, okay, this was the thing that kind of made and then kind of broke his career. He said he's like, oh yeah, this like this review basically ended my career in games media and i'm just like well and he also said he's like well but i did it myself and i'm like yeah you did do it yourself Uh Uh and (laughs) but anyway you know it's just like that it is what it is right if he finds success he finds redemption people are gonna like his work if it's actually true and honest and i hope what he does go forward with is what he said i hope he does honest reviews you know okay so hey man you get a big heart that's 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 what I'm learning. Here. I, I got this heart is a fucking empty room and I want to fill it. I stopped caring about this guy a second ago, but you, I'll always care about. It. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Dude. Also, it's not a coincidence that serial killers return to the scene of their crime, and this man decided to re-review Dead Cells. That's true. He's got a good point right there. <laughs> well, Kevin, let's move on from this Philip Muchin type, and let's uh let's talk about the big news. The let's big talk news. about the big news. It doesn't get better. <laughs> the, it doesn't, this it doesn't get is, better. It's a bitter pill. It's a woof. That's why I'm trying to keep it light and, and crazy. And I smoked a lot of this hazy. But we're going to get into this video game doozy. No, yeah, this is performance rhyme. art. I lost it. Doozy. Anyway. All right. Strap in, buddy. Number one on here. Gamer Girls creators are trying to scrub the internet clean of the game's trailer after Big Backlash. It, it was, that was yesterday. What so much backlash? We get to respond to things quickly. Right? Angrily. It's great. Now, if you don't know what Gamer Girl is, that might be because publisher Wales Interactive has gone to incredible lengths to remove the game's announcement trailer from every corner of the internet. It went up and then they like promptly took it down. Right. We um what's his name? Slasher uh retweeted it mm-hmm. for everybody to see, and that's where most of the commentary came from, actually. Developed by FMV Future, Gamer Girl is a full-motion video choice-driven adventure centered on a female streamer called AbbyCake99. Players assume the role of her channel mod, which includes chat cleanup, uh, leveling up their moderation skills, and making choices for Abby (laughs) as she contends with a predator lurking in her chat like dog i saw this trailer happen with my own eyes and i i couldn't believe it was a real game i thought it was a parody i thought it was too and then i was like no this has to be real yeah so while the publisher insists gamer girl is quote an empowering story of a female streamer end quote who battles against trolls and toxic characters with the help of her mod friend the now deleted trailer has the tone of a schlocky 80s horror flick to be honest with you, like it, it just felt kind of like exploitive in some ways. But 
The game's trailer was pulled from both Wales Interactive and PlayStation's official Twitter and YouTube accounts. The game was slated for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch this September, but now it's kind of unclear if that's still the case. Wales took to Twitter to uh, justify the game's existence, I guess, stating, quote, Gamer Girl is about the impact user comments and actions have on a streamer's mental health and well-being. And then they did an egregious double space on their statement. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, clowns? Anyway, the reason why FMV Future created the game was to raise the issue of the toxic environment, which can often appear online behind the anonymity of a username. I want to say something right End now. Quote. These are not things that you gamify. <laughs> for one fmv future that's that's the heart of it actually that's the heart of it and that's yeah. that's been kind of the response actually i want to talk about you some can, of the response you, you can raise awareness of an issue in a different way right <laughs> and i think um the multiple narrative choice thing it just it even if the developers making on it didn't see it there is this level of discomfort behind the fact that you're controlling a woman's actions and feels very 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 in poor taste mm-hmm. especially in the year 2020 right now yeah my my, my thought was if considering you're getting, the climate as i'm trying to say yeah exactly yeah. My, well considering the climate of like the last few years even the fact that this game was this game wasn't developed yesterday it was developed in a climate where the me too movement had been happening they knew what they were making but it's kind of like how you can't smell yourself, I guess. I guess. You're but, too close to it. But, the, but like at that point, don't you just ask around and say, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Especially ask what the subject matter is based on. Ask like female streamers, is this something that would be interesting to you? Mm-hmm. Now, I actually do want to talk about some of the responses yeah. to this. Uh, reactions have been poor, especially from, wouldn't you know it, female streamers. In response to the game, Paladin Amber, you're a big fan of Paladin Amber, mm-hmm. detailed her own experience with an online predator. She's gone to great lengths to protect herself, including routinely changing her IP address and alerting TwitchCon staff that he may appear in person. Her quote was, y'all want to make a game that emulates and profits from it? Nah, chief. This one really ain't it. End quote. Um, And to further that, by the way, I decided because like, I really wanted to avoid of like, oh, here's two two guys talking about, you know, female streamer woes. Like, I I wanted to avoid that kind of thing. So I actually reached out to my good, good friend on this earth, Chelsea Heckabad. And I was just like, hey just what do you think mm-hmm. like what do you think of this how did how did how did this like strike you and she responded this is from our friend chelsea she says it's a tone-deaf nightmare uh turning an actual fear into a game girl gamer is relying on moderator savior it just feels gross right and she says feels gross to boss or control a female streamer not sure about the full game but the trailer came across this way so yeah and <laughs> so it, it, it's I think that strikes the heart of it, where it's just like, if it it makes, I don't know, it's just like an uncomfortable thing, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. What's your what's your impression about this? Like, where do we go with it, right? Now that they know that people are just like, ugh, about it. I'll give one more take, because okay. I respect this person's opinion in the gaming and nerd community. Um, she's a very popular cosplayer. She's known for like her D&D cosplay. It, she goes by It's Ginny D. She's Ginny D. And she's done Twitch streaming and obviously live performance and stuff as, as well. And she says, there's a growing problem in the field of online personalities like streamers, YouTubers, etc. with regards to parasocial relationships. The accessibility of the game genre means that viewers are made to feel like they have a personal relationship with the entertainer. In reality, this relationship is mostly one-sided, leads to a disconnect in which viewers feel inappropriately entitled to and inform 
on the streamer's life. Basically, they think that they know the streamer more than they actually do. It's very immersive. This game is founded on the idea as a moderator. You are control. You make choices together with the streamer. Become part of their life. You choose their story or perpetuate the idea by modding or chatting or being involved, etc. Um, the cases of excess fans stalking and even attacking is significant. Uh, a number of internet celebrities have had fans show up to their house thinking they have a relationship with them. This is not rhetorical. This is dangerous. It claims to be shedding light on harassment, but it does so by building entirely entire game around the concept, putting all the power of the streamer's life into the hands of the moderator. So she she goes on to say that's basically a dangerous idea for a game. It's well, it's like misplaced, and it, it basically shouldn't have happened. Yeah, you have a fair point. Like I I definitely agree that like this is one of those things where if you you're making it about the control of the situation, it shouldn't be about that at all. Like, right. The, this sort of subject matter either should be written in like a first personal personal perspective from a writer. Or who somebody who's experienced it, not probably a bunch of dudes who made this game or whoever, right? You feel like this game was probably made with not a single woman in the room. Uh, mm. I don't know how this game got greenlit. <laughs> I think there's a, a few factors. Well, right. <laughs> how did this get greenlit? Like, I can understand a game like Black or Tiger. Shit slips through the cracks, right? Sony was different back then. But this is like, come on. And it also feels like you're playing with the edge of the sword by just titling it Gamer Girl. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's... it's. Yeah. I don't know. Really, there's a big portion of an audience that just doesn't like hearing that because it's so reductive. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're a gamer girl. You know, it's like like it's this pedestal of a of a person where it's like girls aren't supposed to like games and they do. And it's like using that title, playing mm-hmm. with that, it's just like uh, it, it seems like you're on the edge of the sword right there. Right? It's almost like they're playing it up to that audience of people too, the sort of dudes who would call them like gamer girls, the sort of dudes who <laughs> would want to do these things. This isn't playing to your average audience because the average right. person wouldn't want to play this. I think. I think. Um, this game could send the wrong message and garner the wrong attention, right? Mm-hmm. And part of it is that you're gamifying this experience and giving multiple choice mm-hmm. when it would be far more controllable to get your point across if mm-hmm. it was like a film, like a Netflix film, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, th- this like, one's deliberate. Right. It's like somebody's takeaway could be like, oh, it's fun controlling women like this. And then suddenly just jumps onto Twitch doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to go on the whole like, but what if, but what, what if, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It just seems it's like likely. it's it, if this is like the the first impact of like kind of response to it, it feels like one of those things that should have been workshopped a little harder. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm OK with challenging media. In fact, I love challenging media, mm-hmm. but it sometimes just feels like you watch something and it is the embodiment of somebody playing with matches just to see if it sells. Mm-hmm. That's what this game feels like to me. But we don't know the product, right? We don't know what it is. And I bet your ass, though, they're going to go back to the drawing board on some of this, at least in the way of how it's framed to people. Because yeah. this one landed with a thunk, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, they knew when they pulled it immediately. But I don't know. I don't know if it was an intern or whoever who let it sneak out that day. But they probably shouldn't have released it. Especially like you started to say, with the climate of everything that's going on right now, the you know abuse allegations and harassment allegations and women coming forward like oh this wasn't accidentally released by the way the trailer wasn't yeah the trailer was deliberately released Mm -hmm. it was just like i don't think the studio had the presence of mind or the publisher the presence of mind to say "Ooh, this is touchy there's a way to there's a way to play this right (laughs) and it wasn't like sony taking it down by the way because they're like oh fuck this Mm. no no no, they they willingly put it up it was at the uh publisher's request to take it down Mm. so they just complied okay that's part of it gotcha Yeah, yeah yeah Well, as a whole, I think it's pretty gross. It just, it's like I said, I would rather hear about experiences like this 
mm-hmm. not gamify because the shit's scary. Like I paladin armor n- numerous female streamers and content creators and just in general women have been doxed, harassed, stalked, had people showing up. That's such scary stuff. That's stuff we will never experience. And I don't think there's any way to make light of that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of that. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. That's a fair that's a fair thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know I don't wanna give too much uh truck to this right now right i feel like if we hear about it again we'll mm-hmm. hear about it again i just hope if they decide to go through with it that you know maybe they mm-hmm. figure out the way <laughs> that makes it look like what i hope they intended to yeah. do instead of how it looks because it doesn't look good right now pretty Mm-mm. why did i say pretty at the end of I don't that know. i'm kind of like you though where like i almost don't want to talk about it because i don't want to give it clout i just kind of yeah. want it to like fizzle out but here we are yeah. <laughs> here we are Listen, I got a little uh, palate cleanser for you, sure. buddy. Little palate Clean cleanser. Clean this thing off. Number. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Sony is producing more PS5s than originally expected to meet at-home demands. Thank you, Shuhei. He's getting there, rolling up the sleeves, huh? Is he <laughs> wearing a PlayStation mask? Oh, that'd be dope. Oh, that'd be really cool. I'm sure it exists. I bet you it exists. Yeah, so here's the story here. Sony was initially expected to manufacture around 6 million units of the PlayStation 5 ahead of the system's holiday 2020 launch, but reports from Bloomberg Japan and Nakai upped that estimate to 9 or 10 million units. Hmm. Sony appears to be bracing for the higher demand due to the coronavirus, oddly enough. Demand for video game distractions has only increased as more and more people stay at home, but companies like Nintendo have struggled to keep stores flush with hot items like the Switch or Ring Fit Adventure. And short supply on consoles has consequently led to price gouging on sites like eBay and Amazon. Yeah, for real, dudes. <laughs> it's I don't know what they're doing with the Switch situation. It's hard as shit to get one. Yeah, they like kind of, you find it like doubled and tripled in prices in, in places. And I'm just like, really? Come on, guys. Hell, even little things like I, I needed to pick up a new Xbox One controller oh, the yeah, other week right. and could not find it anywhere. <laughs> Like, stores don't have it, right? Mm. And it, it was like, is there... And then I thought to myself, like, oh, yeah, there's manufacturing delays everywhere. Yes. These normal things that we were so used to are going to be in short supply. Mm-hmm. So uh, The Verge mentions that if Sony could sell through 10 million units by year's end, it's an incredible feat, considering that the PlayStation 4 only sold through 4.3 million units by the end of its 2013 launch year. Mm. And the only pandemic in 2013 was Bieber fever, if I recall correctly. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh me. I didn't read ahead on that one. <laughs> he really did. I spelled Bieber wrong. Uh, in related news, rumors over uh, Sony opening up pre-orders for the PS5 kicked up and had fans frenzied. PlayStation's head of marketing Eric Limpel promised fans would get a heads up. Quote, we don't know what happened there. We had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I love that response. <laughs> I'm just imagining it's like a mob boss going, hey, we don't know what happened to Jimmy Shoes. <laughs> we have no idea what happened here. He looked like he was swimming in the lake. <laughs> I got a message from someone saying people are lining up at stores and they had no idea why. Wow. I think it's safe to say that we'll let you know when pre-orders will happen. It's not going to happen in a minute's notice. <laughs> End quote. Yeah, not something that they're yeah. trying to sell 10 million units of. Yeah, and, and shadow drop a fucking pre-order <laughs> like that. Like, that would be rough. Um, mm-hmm. I, I Although, I, I wonder how they're going to manage it, right? Because traditionally it was like, hey, we do an event, and then pre-orders are open like day and date, mm-hmm. right? I, I would kind of hope that they let us know, hey, pre-orders will be open on this date. I almost hope they just do another conference, to be honest. Because like, like, the last one they did for the reveal was pretty neat. Do something like that. I mean, 
something between that and like a state of play, you know? Yeah, I think we need a little more of a dive on the console's like suite of features. Like we talked mm-hmm. about, like we know nothing about its user interface mm-hmm. or or what that fucking broadcast button or the 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 share that bitch yep. button. The share that does. bitch right now button. Yeah, we don't know what that does really. Like I, you. Right now, we can only assume. I would love another state of play that's just like, Mark Cerny rolls up, he spins around in his DX racer, and he's like, all right, let's fucking do this. <laughs> and like, we, we figure out what it's about. There's going to be, because like, even the Switch had like a few trailer yeah. reveals before giving us the price and all that. So. Yeah. And then and then maybe a part of that at the end, Mark Cerny like, winks at the camera and goes like, hey, pre-orders are open. <laughs> you know? Like, that'd be, no, that's fine. And then he whispers in our ear, Bloodborne's actually coming to PC. Oh, shit. Interesting. So, 10 million units. It's mm. ambitious. That's ambitious, Mark. I oh. think they're still going to hit shipment delays and manufacturing delays because that's just the state of the world right now. Yeah, I, I think we're still going to run into that problem. And I really, ugh, it's going to suck. Because, uh, like, the economy hasn't magically opened back up. Shit's kind of gotten worse. Um, what? Yeah, exactly. Somebody should tell Florida. <laughs> Some, somebody needs to tell every state. They didn't get the fucking memo, man. <laughs> they opened up hard. Yeah, they, they Florida, man, from fucking day two. Jesus H. But yeah, uh, I agree. Like, I still think it's going to be, ooh, mm-hmm. mm, we're going to see things like, um, well, remember how hard it was for me to get an Xbox One controller? What if you can't get another DualSense? Because, well, like, there's none in the wild. Here's the thing, right? Can't play with friends, Daniel. I can't find a controller. I got no friends. We have no friends. We winked, but it was... No one could hear it. No one could, I heard it. I, it was the wink heard around the world. I heard it in my heart. Call me Henry Winkler because it was so loud. She's waking up. She's stirring. Um, but if I can't get a, a piece of plastic for a game like Ring Fit and you can't get a controller, what makes us think that they're going to be able to get us 10 million solid state hard drives in the hands of many Americans <laughs> and multiple versions too, because one comes with a disk drive, one comes without. So. That's true. <laughs> Two different skews, my friend. So, I don't know. Logistically, I get it. Like you want, you want there to be hype. You want there to be promise for it. It's almost okay if you say, hey, there might be a shortage in 2020 but in 2021 we'll promise like twice as many if we can are they doing five and five like five million units of the digital five million units of the disk drive right because i don't want to fucking pick up the only the only digital one what if that's the only one available and it's like oh that's the only ps5 right now i'd be like i guess i have to wait for a ps5 yeah <laughs> right yeah because i wouldn't buy a digital one. Oh man i feel disasters are coming mm-hmm. so that's what i said so they need to market it in another way in a state of play and kind of let us know like what the expectations are for it uh, yeah yeah no that's that's very salient that's true mm-hmm. we need to know I, I feel worried at this point that i'm not going to be able to play more video games than i already do <laughs> it's actually a, it's a sorbid state of affairs around here because like we really do need to be playing video games as soon as they happen you ever have one of those god brain moments where you're just like we're on this podcast talking about what if i can't get my ps5 within 15 seconds of a release and i'm just like all right <laughs> there's more important things in life there is there totally is like if i like can't completely if i can't get a video game on launch it's mm. totally okay like, yeah i'm, I'm just like oh, i have many games i need to work through i'm still working through a backlog that's why i'm excited for ps5 to not be happening tomorrow to give us some time if i can't get it this year i'll get it in 2021 i gotta work through six yakuza's i gotta finish judgment i gotta play dark yeah. souls i got shit to do so you know i still played the witcher so it, ex- it, exactly <laughs> so i got stuff to do first like so. <laughs> you'll be like ah oh, shucks Huh, might be a good time to play The Witcher. Like that's that's exactly. I like how we are when it get more gamers should be like that, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I'm a little disappointed. This got delayed. Okay, well I'm gonna play one of the thousands of other experiences I could be fucking playing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, my, my thing is I don't have a gamer entitlement because I don't feel entitled. So it's just like one of the, one of those things where it's like. Okay, whatever. Can you really call yourself a gamer if you, if you don't, don't have, have the little, entitlement? That's true. It's fair point. Fair point. Daniel, 
Got me there, buddy. Yeah, okay. Just, 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 just saying. Well, let's move this along, sure. buddy boy. Oh, I got a number three on here. Back to bad. <laughs> number three. Deadly Premonition 2's director apologizes for transphobic scenes. Promises that said scenes will be sanity checked. <laughs> sanity check so what is did he make the whole game by himself <laughs> yeah, maybe so the switch exclusive sequel to the horror cult classic has not had a smooth launch aside from a disastrous frame rate the game's writing has been criticized for its treatment of a transgender character the game's protagonist francis york morgan consistently dead names the character and misgenders them in multiple scenes what the fuck I don't know. I haven't seen anything about Deadly Premonition 2, so I don't know about this. Mm. Oddly, this occurs despite the fact that Francis delivers an impassioned speech about accepting marginalized people in the game. Like, like what? <laughs> like, my dude's not backing up what he's preaching, basically. Mm. So, director Hidetaka Shuhiro, most commonly known as Swiri, I think. Mm. You take a crack at that. Uh, Hidetaka Suhiro? No, 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 no. His nickname. Swiri? Swiri? Swiri. Oh, Swiri. Yeah, yeah. Like, Swiri? Like with a, an S. Swiri. Swiri. <laughs> okay. He posted a translated message apologizing the fans for the fumble and promised he would revisit certain scenes, ensuring they're reviewed by a diverse staff. Now, quote, I realized by pointed out by friends, I might have hurt transgender people in my scenario. It wasn't intentional. I'm really sorry for that. Some scenes will be sanity checked with a team that will include diversity, and I will rewrite that scene ASAP, end quote. Now, Polygon does mention, and I found this interesting, Polygon writes, quote, Lena Dahman's storyline is riddled with transphobic tropes that go beyond dead naming and misgendering, most notably a revelation that paints her as a sexual degenerate. Uh, Shuhiro did not clarify which scenes would be rewritten or how many would be, end quote. Okay. What's your first take on this? Um, you wrote the word sanity checked in a sentence, and I still don't know what it means. Um, my <laughs> second take on it is... <laughs> sanity check? Like, double check. Yeah, I'm just that, like... Um... It's a double check. You know, sanity check. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, um... actually, the connotation behind the phrase... It's a very common phrase. Is it? Yeah, Never sanity check. No, that's said it at my job. That's said all the time, oh. where it's like, hey, let's sanity check this document to look for errors, grammar errors, problematic sentences. Yeah. Interesting. But it's problematic unto itself, isn't it? Hmm. Never knew that. Huh. I guess my main criticism with it is that, I, I mean, not even criticism so much, maybe a comment that like, maybe it's different culturally, like Japanese games, maybe there's like a more, uh, maybe they view this topic a little differently. Less sensitivity. Less sensitivity. It. But I know Sweary to be like a big advocate for like trans rights and being kind of like outspoken about the support of that. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to go in a direction where you would kind of almost, it, it almost seems flippant. Like we're flippantly dead naming a character. It doesn't feel, I mean, we got it recently with The Last of Us Part Two with uh, a character, Lev, that gets kind of dead dropped here and there. And you feel like that's kind of deliberate in the writing for a different reason, whereas this feels kind of like, mishappen so I'm, I'm definitely glad that they're they're willing to go back and rewrite it recontextualize the immediate apology was great i i, I definitely you know applaud that I, you know this is the sort of feedback that people outcry for that's like okay this is worth going back to the, draw, the drawing board for 
for sure. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't a Sonic, you know, the Hedgehog uh, CGI mishap. This is like a legitimate criticism. And and for the director and writer of the game to look at it and go, no, that's a flaw. Yes, like that is a flaw in in the writing itself. And I am willing to go back because I did not intend to hurt people mm-hmm. with this uh, with the sentiment that's being yeah. displayed here. They like I respect that with like less sensitivity. But it's you yeah. know the fact that they can be checked, sanity checked, if you will, about yeah. it, and then be so- have you really never heard that phrase? <laughs> no, I haven't. But now that I think about it, like it is a little touchy, right? Because like we use a lot of like phrases like "oh, that's crazy" or "insane," and it's like it yo, might be colloquial. Yeah, it's like no, it's super colloquial or like other areas. I just never heard it. No, it definitely is, but it just get it gets me thinking about like we've had a big conversation thanks to recent events about mm-hmm. like you know really kind of trying to rip out the bias in your statements mm-hmm. uh, with certain things, right? Like for instance, there's terms in technology blacklist and whitelist. Oh, okay. and for me, sanity check almost hits that. Like making sure it sounds sane. Yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> is, a weird take. Is like a little bit on the edge, and like I'm not trying to be like too fucking um, you know sensitive about it. I'm just like I me questioning it though made uh-huh. you question it exactly. <laughs> Where you're just like, oh, is this actually a thing? But also, that's how it should happen. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay for it to be like, oh wait a second, your reaction makes me check this and that's what exactly happened here with this director mm-hmm. he said whoa, 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 whoa what happened here this is not something that i intended at least mm-hmm. i feel this man has did not come from a a place of hurt mm-hmm. but polygon does raise a good point cool yeah misgendering and all that is not the only problems with your narrative right mm-hmm. so it does make you kind of question where it's like all right where, where are you really coming like are we is it something lost in translation or is it just like I don't know. to begin with, you know? Yeah, yeah I don't know I, either. I, I can't really speak to that. I can't speak to the cultural difference or the perception of these issues. But like I originally said, to be an advocate and then to kind of have this stuff up. It's weird. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird one, right? It's counterintuitive. You want to hope for the best, but it's just Exactly. Like, mm. I mean, things happen. People flop yeah. up. But, you know, it's how, how, do you, how can you recover from it and not make a video about it two years later? So <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I didn't expect that at all. Crack the back. God damn! He came up. He, he came in with the fucking folding chair. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm the Aerith meme right now. Wow, that was unexpected. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm a wild card, baby. You're a fucking wild card, buddy. Yeah. Hold it, number four. Uh, well, Real first, quick. I will say I did pick up Deadly Premonition one on oh, Switch. Yeah. So I'm gonna figure out what this whole thing is because depending on who you talk to, mm. this series or well, wasn't a series, but this game is either the most brilliant piece of art or the biggest piece of shit ever published. I hear it's I hear it's a janky mess. Yeah. I hear the skateboarding's fun and the fact <laughs> that you're just solving crimes is pretty neat, but. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it sounds like something that the the boys at uh, Best of the Worst would watch oh, if it were a movie. So I want to <laughs> I want to fucking check that out. Like if they had a video game show, exactly. Mm. Most of them don't like games. But number four. Speaking of people that don't like games, <laughs> Metacritic has delayed users' scores for Ghost of Tsushima. Now this is interesting. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima currently sits at a respectable eighty-three Metascore on popular review aggregate site Metacritic. However. User scores were not available until a day after the game's release. If you... Actually, I think I got that a little wrong. It came out, like, what, Wednesday instead was the official launch day for Shishima? I forget. It wasn't Friday, necessarily. Because the policy that they have upcoming... Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I thought Shishima came out on the 17th, and this review was like... you Okay. But for, they're saying you can't leave reviews until the 18th, is what uh, it says, or like later on. Yeah, yeah. So it came out on the 17th, which is Friday. But and then, then they so, say their policy is a 36-hour window, mm-hmm. which is three days 36 hours isn't three days that's a day and a half that's a day and a half yeah this all makes sense i gotta take it from the top 72 hours is three days i know because i played majora's mask a lot (laughs) so roll it again fuck (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we're keeping it too, so you gotta, you gotta own this. God damn. Either own it now or make a video in two years. Again, move on. Uh, however, user scores were not available until a day after the game's release. If you visited the site on the 17th to bang out your impression of Sony's summer exclusive, you were greeted with a polite but direct message. Quote, Please spend some time playing the game. <laughs> Come back to review it, starting at 12 p.m. PST on July 18th, end quote. I'm going to give it a slow clap because <laughs> it should have happened before, but I'm glad it's happening now. Yo, dude, that's some. That's not even big dick energy. That's baller shit. That's majestic dick like, energy. <laughs> majestic, sir. This is Metacritic level dick energy. I can't have it. My my dogs might as well just put, like, actually play the fucking game. <laughs> Come back later. That's great. So, Metacritic explained to GameSpot, quote, We recently implemented the 36-hour waiting period for all user reviews in our game section to ensure our gamers have had time to play these games before writing their reviews. Could you imagine that statement? Mm -hmm. This new waiting period for user reviews has been rolled out across Metacritic's game section and was based on data-driven research and with the input of critics and industry experts, end quote. Now, Metacritic says no game in particular incited this new policy, but it's totally because of The Last of Us Part Two. It was review-bombed into the fucking ground within hours of its release, which is mighty unusual, given that Naughty Dog's sequel takes at least 20 to 25 hours to complete. Now, at the risk of sounding like a conspiracy theorist, mm -hmm. it appeared the bulk of user reviews, which were primarily negative, were submitted by gamers that perhaps did not finish the title, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm putting it out there. You know, it's not this Justin news. It's, yeah, they didn't play that fucking game. They didn't play that fucking they game. That fucking they game. didn't play that fucking game and they hated that game anyway. Yeah. So. But. What's your feeling? You got feelings. I, I, I do have feelings. Me I mean, I, so my thing with this, right. It's my job to tease them out. Tease them, get it out, pull it out of me. Ooh, ow. Dude, hard. Ouch. Ow. Ooh. Don't help, help me. me. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> different ways What's that. your opinion? My opinion here. <laughs> <laughs> I state the opinion. I, I, I said in regards to The Last of Us, right, that I wish they would change their policy. I didn't know what it looked like. Um, they they probably had opportunities in the past to do this before because other games have been review bombed. We saw Pokemon Sword and Shield notoriously get review bombed. And that's the case of many other things, too, like fucking Star Wars The Last Jedi. Like So, so many things have been review bombed, but it's just like, okay, we've had enough. Like our site outside of like aggregated you know games journalism reviews is user generated if you're going to abuse that we need to kind of implement a system so you can't fucking abuse it anymore and i think that's noble it's respectable and it's, like you said it's big dick um however my thing with this game though is that this is ghost of shishima i don't think people are going to review bomb this game no yeah <laughs> that one i didn't see any kind of um spite leveled at that game at all i'm seeing the opposite in the same amount of time like you know people who probably haven't played this game already saying yeah but this game is better than that fucking neil cuckman dreg anyway like this game's way better like fuck that fucking game <sighs> that's different and <sighs> it's just like yeah so the discourse is still there it's almost like they want to elevate this to laud it against naughty dog i could see them positively rebuke bombing this game it is sitting around at a 9.1 so yeah <laughs> you might have something there i do no i do and I it's exhausting because they've done it before because right. gamers are gamers with their entitlement. They're spiteful. Now, some people, knowing how the gamers are, capital G, mm -hmm. uh, are saying that this may not be enough. In fact, they wanted to see a verification system. So, like, you would mm -hmm. have to actually link your Steam account or PlayStation account or sure. something to verify the fact that you played a game. Mm -hmm. Which is, is, like, it seems like, okay, wow, we're going, we're going a mile above for something that we shouldn't have to. And I could see from Metacritic's standpoint of going, like, 
yeah, we agree, but fuck, dude. Now we got to implement all these systems and devote resources mm-hmm. to just stop trolls. And and I, I'm not saying that that's like a bad thing or not, but it's like I think a lot of companies would think, well, well, fuck. <laughs> we just want to like sell our thing or do our thing or sell mm-hmm. ad space. We don't have to worry about trolls. But it's just gotten to that point where it's like, well, yes, it's bad. It's it's a bad look, <laughs> you know. It's 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 a bad thing. You got it. You got to put some controls in place. Mm-hmm. So I like that they're doing something and seeing how oh, yeah. it goes. I'll give them credit for that. But maybe maybe we need to get to that point at a certain point. Do you think this know. is going to change anything though? Like thirty six hours? I don't think it's good. The root cause you can't solve for, which mm-hmm. is people are being knuckleheads. That's like That's you can't you can't really solve for that. I mean, you can, all you can do is like put up electric fences to keep the dinosaurs from getting out that kind of thing you know twitter's free twitter.com is a free platform and there's knuckleheads all over the place you mean i could put my free speech on twitter (laughs) no not you god not you finally (laughs) twitch.tv slash the writer god damn it stay in your cage (laughs) is this fence electric (laughs) two jurassic park references in one episode dude i need to rewatch that movie i've been wanting to watch it so it's because of the twitter account Oh, yeah. Um, Do you want to plug this real quick? Yeah, I want to plug. I'm not affiliated whatsoever. <laughs> um, it is Jurassic Park updates. You can find them at Jurassic mm. Park to go. It is 12 different comedians acting as if um, Jurassic Park opened up in the middle of COVID. And are just tweeting out updates. It's like, hey, uh, if you get your leg bitten, well, you know, that's just how it goes, right? <laughs> it, just be happy that the Raptors like your taste. <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like the updates are fucking great. Nice. Uh, and it's making fun of like corporations just trying to do the whole, here's a brand saying everything's fine. Our number one priority is your it's safety. You. Always you. As long as you're purchasing things from us. <laughs> like that's that's how it feels like 100%. I'd rather these big brands shut the fuck up right now. Like there's enough going on where I don't have somebody fucking putting your mind drivel in my ears, right? But anyway, that's yeah. on the side. What were we talking about? We're talking about Metacritic. Metacritic. So, to circle back to it, um, Ghost of Tsushima did come out. It's been almost 36 hours. Well, no, it's been over 36 hours. We've made. We can talk about this game. We can review Metacritic. it. In full. We can review this on Metacritic <laughs> if we wanted to. Um, we got our hands on it. I probably played about two hours. You played about probably five or so. Uh, yeah. Do you want to just give like some quick high level thoughts? Played all five on stream. Um, <laughs> and it was a fucking time. Mm. Literally, the opening had my mouth open. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's that a was, hell of an opening. That's a hell of an opening. Like, I don't even want to ruin it for anybody. Goddamn. Put your eyes on that yeah, opening. It throws you in it right away. I um, it. it is the ultimate form of disrespect in that scene. But whatever. whatever. They sucker punched me. Oh, my. <gasps> ah. uh, it is a lot of fun, dude. Mm. It is It is the samurai fantasy realized in this big, beautiful, vibrant, moving open world, dude. Mm. What? Honestly, I, like, I, I, I have to stop myself from saying it's incredible so far because I want to put more hours into it. Sure. But I love it. What did I say <laughs> When I popped back into your chat like an hour and a half later, you're like, oh, what do you think of it? And I was like, it's majestic. It's majestic. Like, this game is marvelous. Like, I <laughs> like it's. I give it very high praise because it's very... It's moving. I'm surprised actually how taken by the character work I am even with it. Yeah. Like, I didn't think I'd connect with Jin at all. But I was like, they do a good job at framing his, his story and who he is and where he is now. I, I love it when a game, <laughs> especially an open world game, makes a choice of having a predetermined character yeah. and giving you a reason for why they chose not to just give you create a character. It's because they have a very interesting story where this person has to basically like unlearn mm-hmm. his, his um, heritage as, as a samurai mm-hmm. in order to move on, be something else. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It almost feels sacrilegious to him at times, which is yeah. really interesting. There was a, I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's like a flashback that happened. I'm like, why are we here? And then at the end of it, it goes to this moment where I was like, 
oh, it's tying back to an action he just did that was very against his character. And I'm like, wow, this right. is really well framed in a narrative sense. Like I was, I was, I'm pretty wild by it. Um, and even the way they kind of seamlessly cut back and forth between like, okay, this is a gameplay moment, like a kind of cinematic cutscene that you're playing versus you're in the open world. And I think right. like it's a seamless back and forth. It's, it's very well crafted. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think so far about like the the open world elements in terms of it being kind of that like a sort of like assassin's creed game with like I, quests and leveling i keep on hearing that where it's just like oh this is just like assassin's creed but bigger and i'm just like i don't know dude i feel like this world is up until um origins and odyssey mm-hmm. assassin's creed didn't have that massively cohesive open world that i feel shima kind mm-hmm. of brings forth where it's just like wow everything feels connected and driven and just very like natural mm-hmm. Because, like, the old, if you remember, the old Assassin's Creed games were, like, disconnected. Like, you had to trash travel to different big areas, mm-hmm. basically, like, different cities. Um, and the big driving thing for me in this one is the navigation system really makes you feel like I want to adventure. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I want a goal because I don't want this to be an aimless make your own fun kind of game, which mm-hmm. is fine. That, that, like, you know, mm-hmm. people love their Breath of the Wilds out there, right? Sometimes I like having driven goals. And it's like this mix of discovery and goal making mm-hmm. where it's like the wind navigates you instead of having this big UI flashing waypoint on the screen or yeah. on a map. There's no mini map. You have to press the option button to pull into the world and, and pick up the map. And I actually, I had to do a, a pullback on the map because I'm like, okay, where am I? How big is this map? And I pulled back. I was like, oh, it's actually it's pretty like, sizable. Like, oh, sure. like this, uh, this is a big game. And the way it starts to kind of open up as you take on like, you know, loyalty, I don't, I don't, I guess not loyalty missions, but like kind of, uh, missions that build your, um, reputation your legend world. your legend in the world and yeah. the map expands and you see more question marks. And I'm like, okay, I like the way they kind of slowly make it happen. And I find myself invited by it. Like I want to mm-hmm. Go off the beaten path because I was like, "What's over here?" Because it's a new, like this is a new world. It's very fresh. It's very interestingly realized in that Japanese time and history, like that that set piece history, the Mongols invading, and it's got it's. There's just so much interesting stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And you're right, like the exploration of it's really neat. Um, the wind mechanic on the touchpad, just rolling on the touchpad. I'm just like, okay, this is cool. This is like some Days Gone level shit where it's like you found a different way to use the touchpad. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really smart. And I think they solved the the problem is, um, you know, other games. I find myself playing open world games where it's like if there's a mini map, I'm just staring at the mini map and not not watching the screen or the graphics. Like I'm just like, oh, where's my destination? Where's Mm -hmm. my destination? Right. Mm Because I want to get there by taking that away and just making it like, oh, hey, a part of the game's design ushers you forward without having glaring UI makes me see things more where i'm just like oh what's that fox over there and then it takes me to this the fox guides you to something new and i'm just like wow i i I feel like i'm i'm both being ushered but at the same time making my own fun together rather than it just be completely aimless you know it's Mm. it's really cool like i i like that i mean i i will say about the the ui i feel like it's super deliberate just in the fact that i feel like they don't want to break the immersion of yeah. the world like it almost seems like it, it, i don't know it breaks it in a weird way where you have a mini map and it's like okay well this is supposed to be a sweeping cinematic like samurai story redemption story revenge story but there's a big ass circle in the right corner of the screen you know so by removing it putting it somewhere else is great but i do find myself still opening the map the menu like like a lot second. still trying to do that. i wish yeah. there was a quick option for it like maybe i could do a hard slide and it'll come up but hmm. at least when you do the wind mechanic like it it shows you the amount of meters you have to travel to your destination i just never know which way i'm oriented because i'm gonna be honest i have trouble following the wind sometimes 
A little bit. Like, here it's and there. a little weird at times. It, it, I don't think it's perfect. It gets a little confused when there's especially like a hilly area where I'm mm-hmm. just like, uh, do I go through the town? What are you, what are you asking mm-hmm. here? Me? You know, so I, I can see that. But when I pull up my map, then I'm like, oh, there's a question mark here. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go to this thing instead. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm enjoying the open world elements of it too. One of my favorite things we talked about during the state of play for it is that it's not obsessed with animations. So like if you're walking, if you're riding your horse, all you have to do is hold R2 and you can just rip bark off of a tree. <laughs> you fucking rip stone out of the ground. Get that bark like, out of I there. I don't have a five second Red Dead fucking animation of me like picking up the thing. So I think that like keeps me going. It's a little, it's it's gamey for sure. It's very video gamey. Very video gamey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No other game really does it, <laughs> but I like that a lot yeah. too. Actually, so R2 gets a lot of play. I actually really love. It's different. I love a game that um, knows, hey, what's the right amount of different actions to put on one button versus mm-hmm. separating them? Mm-hmm. And it's more about like how like how you react to combat and stuff. So like you still have your normal standbys, like, hey, bring up a bow and arrow with L2 and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But R2, it could be crawl, <laughs> depending on the situation. It's it could talk. be pick up stuff. It could be get on your horse. It could be, yeah, it's like, it, it could be it's talk. It's the action button, which is it really is the weird. Action I, it's I usually it. mapped on like X. But it feels really good and natural on the trigger for some reason mm-hmm. in this world, especially since you're doing combat on the face pad. On the face buttons. It's like, it's it's a tasteful touch that I don't even think some people would notice to appreciate that. Yo, that R2 button's doing some heavy work. <laughs> I notice it because I've been playing a lot of very different action type games. Like playing yeah. Bloodborne, a lot of that's based on the trigger and then the face buttons are like menu mm. item buttons or like actions that aren't like combat laden um and i yeah it's super it's interesting it's a different design philosophy some of it feels a little weird like you could have probably spaced out the r2 but it's it's cool um i running i can't on the get st- enough of r2 i gotta tell you i was gonna say running uh, on the sticks feels weird i'm gonna give it to button of the year 2020 r2 that good good grip <laughs> i mean that's how you get those visceral hits in bloodborne r2 what r2 is a money button that's the money button. That's, what's the money shot button? R2. Certainly not the touchpad. Actually, I've been having some finicky problems with the touchpad in this game because mm. one of the cool, coolest flourishes in the game is that after you're done cutting up people with your samurai sword, mm. you can um, uh, sheath it, but first you just like shake off the blood in like mm. one fell swoop. But it's a swipe right in the touchpad. And when I do it, sometimes wind just erupts by accident. And I'm like, oh, didn't nail it. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel stupid. It's okay. You haven't trained enough yet. You're not, you're I, not one with the blade. I'm like not Jenna's. careful. Th- I got Cheeto thumbs. Stupid <laughs> greasy gamer <laughs> thumbs on your sword. <laughs> Keep it off the blade. I'm no samurai. I'm a joke. <laughs> um, I really I really do like it. Um, what, do you want to talk about the combat real quick and some of the encounters? Because... I, that's probably where my biggest critiques with the game are is I don't I don't think the combat has as much crunch as I would like it to or feedback um, and it's definitely I know it goes places because it's more it's an action RPG so I'm sure as you level hit the trees a little more it, it's definitely pretty it expands, simplified but. and I think because like if you're looking at just the sword play alone that can feel a little simple at times but they're also doing a bunch of other stuff for you to keep mm-hmm. keep in mind yeah. like um like you get kanai at a certain point that you can throw at your enemies mm-hmm. and then also um you know you have your dodge button you have your bow and arrow so it's like i think it's they're looking for a balance of mm-hmm. things but if you're going in as like i'm just going to sword shit it's like yeah it's it's not the most intricate shit in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Where it does get intricate is the the upgrades and shit that you can do. Mm, like yeah. you can change your stances and some stances are better for like more armored mm-hmm. enemies and stuff. I was actually fucking around with like the skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of them are useful as shit, dude. Like God of War-esque shit where it's yeah. like, hey, kills give you health. 
I'm like, what? Yeah, that was the one That's thing I was going to call out where it's like if you parry successfully in a certain manner, oh. it builds your health pools. You have like three. That one feels so good. You have three circles on the bottom yeah. of the screen that you fill up with certain actions, whether breaking people's guard, parrying yourself, or just getting a final blow of sorts. And that's your health pool. You yeah. press down on the D-pad and you don't pick up healing items in the same way. It's basically based off of how you can generate health back in the in the flow of fight, which is which interesting. Really like, like I'm just like that's that that was a part of the combat that I was like, this is dope. This is different. I mean, the first few encounters, I was like, oh, I'm beheading guys like instantly. This is yes. awesome. But when I got more a little deeper into the game, trying to take on some like you know encampments and such, I was like, yeah, let me let me walk in and do the what is it called like the challenge button or the let's let's fucking throw down button. Oh, uh, where you <laughs> hold triangle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and like he raises his sword, going "Fight me!" And then like the first guy comes out, and you do a duel, and you have to like time the triangle, like you were saying, yeah. right? Um, I tried doing that, and then got absolutely decimated when <laughs> fucking like three shield dudes came out, three spear guys, two fucking archers, and I was like, "Oh, there is some uh, pain to be had." <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's just not yeah. like right in the beginning, like a Soulsborne game would be. Right, right, exactly. Now, my thing with this game is like I don't need it to feel like a Soulsborne game. I don't need it to feel like that because that's what i'm playing right now or like sekiro probably is no. like the closest well it's samurai yeah you know? no exactly yeah. i mean that's i don't even need it to feel like that in a in a sense like it's just in terms of like what i like out of an action rpg like I, I think about games like god of war that have like such a super super solid control scheme to it and feels very visceral and good and has mm-hmm. like response from the controller um it just kind of feels like an above average assassin's creed i think the combat's better than assassin's creed but it's still kind of it's it's just the weakest part for me in some regards unfortunately interesting interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. but I don't, I don't mind it but yeah i, I, I can and also see i wish there was some sort of like uh like z targeting something to toggle between <laughs> enemies because i wish there was no a camera in battle because it floats so hard and you're the- like I'm I was struggling these, with the camera last night. I'm having night. these yeah. encounters with, like you said, five enemies, two dudes with sh- swords, a dude with an axe, two bow and arrows. And it's like, I want to be able to, like, select between them. Um, right. And it's just a little difficult. And, but. like, when I start, like, you know, throwing down with one enemy, um, I have to reposition the camera myself. Like, there, there's no real, yeah, there's no like, auto-adjusting auto that's going on there. So... A lot of the times it ends up where, like, some guy off-screen's attacking me, and I'm just like, ah, we've gotten back to Resident Evil 1 with the fucking fixed perspectives again. <laughs> I can't see shit. <laughs> it's great. But otherwise, I th- I think it is a pretty beautiful experience oh, yeah. so it's far. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. The photo mode. The photo mode is oh, super-duper seamless, right on the D-pad. Yeah. The world still moves when you're in photo mode. Or you could pause it, too. Oh, yeah, so yeah. good. Where I'm just taking this picture, and the, the, the wind is still blowing through the grass. Yeah, you could do like, some crazy crazy shit with photo mode that game's like a live painting it's so right. so beautiful and i played some of it in a kurosawa mode the black and white me too uh great like it was one of the flashback scenes i didn't know it does the mono sound it does yeah that's crazy yep. that's yep. such an interesting like bloop yep. we know what we're talking about kind of thing there's very a good. lot of stuff that's very like oh wow you did your research mm-hmm. doggy it's got dog. a lot of nice touches i i think people were doubtful of it at first just considering the studio and it being more of an american presence on this take of kind of a historically accurate right. Japanese story about like a Mongol invasion and uh, I think they nailed all of it. <laughs> they nailed, they pulled their influences well, very early really. days yet, my friend. I will remind you. That's true. But, but even still, the people who I know ha- who have beaten it. Like, who do you know? I know people. Which people? Greg Miller's told people, me as well. Oh, the Greg Miller's Greg of Miller's. the world. I mean, he's a PlayStation <clears throat> enthusiast. But for the most part, this, this game's getting high marks across the fucking board. Greg Miller has a PlayStation? Who knew? Motherfucker. I thought he was in two achievements. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Weird. I thought they got him on I want, Switch. I want to play so much more of this. Oh, I really do. I can't wait yeah. to go super duper duper hard on it. We're going to play a lot of it. We're going to play a lot of it. I want to play a lot of it today. But I want to play a lot of it. There's tomorrow. still more episode to be had, unfortunately. So what? let's get this last bit out of the way, okay? All right. Number five, my friend. Mm-hmm. 
Dr. Disrespect claims he still does not know why Twitch banned him. I don't care. Okay. Well, we're done. Boom, bye. Good night, everybody. We got to go play Ghost now. No. All right. Give it to no, me, No, I wrote some stuff. But we don't me, We don't have to go too hard in this. I just found it interesting yeah. for a couple of reasons. There's a few things that make me laugh, and that's why I wanted to point this yeah, out. That's all. Me. Don't let I me don't, deflate you. I don't want to turn into this program into fucking Keemstar or whatever the fuck, right? Oh. Like, I don't no, want to. that. I want to be like, this is a people uh, pop podcast now, <laughs> or whatever it is. Like, drama podcast. Oh, okay. Total Drama Island. You get what I'm saying. Now, popular streamer Herschel Guy Beam, who played the mustachioed gaming villain Dr. Disrespect on his Twitch channel up until late June, finally sat down for an interview with PC Gamer. Mm. Unfortunately for the online peanut gallery and members of the streamer's community, dubbed the Champions Club, by the way. What? He calls his community the Champions what Club. What fucking pretentious bullshit is that? I don't know. It's kind of a good name, to be honest with Whatever. you. It's a good fucking name. I love Champions Club. I love... That's... I don't know. Anyway. Do you have to pay to get in? It's like a subscription Oh, club? for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the dollar. arrangement, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the doctor does not know why the streaming giant cut ties with him. Now, PC gamer Steven Messner, who did a great interview, by the way, mm-hmm. he my dude fucking knows how to poke tore it up right oh yes he did he pressed him on the on, on that point actually finding it unbelievable that twitch would boot one of their most watched streamers without an explanation now beam responded quote yeah <laughs> that's kind of the mind-blowing thing about all of this obviously for legal counsel i have to be careful here but i can say however that i will not be returning to twitch so i mean that's it end quote okay the doc then i think that's new the news unto it he said that he's not coming back Mm -hmm. right the doc has also kept quiet on social media channels partly for legal concerns partly because he'd prefer not to quote i don't want to go on social media and say the wrong thing or the right thing or whatever it is and like we made our statement and that's you know that's where things are at now as we build this game plan to make this doc comeback that's still kind of in the works in terms of what the vision looks like, end quote. So yes, he will continue being the, the doctor. doctor, and there will continue to be disrespect. <laughs> he's just going to be at a different clinic. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's, you know, he's a practitioner. He can't stop. Mm-hmm. However, Beam did confirm that he and his team are considering legal action. Now this is the interesting part. Against Twitch. Yes. Okay. I guess it's a little interesting there. Now, and I, I love this. I Again... I just wanted to present this, and I found this interesting, too. Mm-hmm. During the interview, Messner asked if Beam's on-air comments regarding 5G theory played a part in his dismissal. Wait, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, let's get into this. Before he could respond in full, Beam's publicist intervened, stating, quote, We're getting really close to dangerous territory here, so, you know, Doc, we don't know why Twitch banned him, and there is no formal warnings or reprimand on record. That's all legal is going to let him say. And quote now uh save roommates 5g theory is the unfounded belief that coronavirus is related to the installation of 5g cell phone towers radiation from these towers is thought to somehow trigger coronavirus causing the covid19 illness now unfounded beliefs are also commonly referred to as bullshit Wow. That's why I wanted to kind of like <laughs> mention it. I'm glad I didn't read ahead on that because that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I've seen that I've seen that discourse all over the place now. Yeah. The, with the five guys meme where the five and the G are like circled and highlighted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be to be quite frank, I I think that the real reason is probably and 
first of all, who gives a shit what the real reason is, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know. So his, the Champions Club sure. has a stake in this. Yes, I agree. Uh, but I think it's going to be something boring. I think it's probably just a contract dispute. Maybe it's something where it's like, you know what? Twitch was like, hey, maybe you had some plans to, to work with some other streamers or platform. Whatever. It could have yeah, been anything. anything. I just think it might have been a contract dispute. Now, I will say, I, I don't know. No one fucking knows. Twitch knows. Maybe Doc knows. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't. Whichever. Yeah. Right? I, I think it's just one of those things where, for me, again, I, I think it's probably just something really fucking boring, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And if he wasn't told, that legitimately sucks. And that's probably a good thing to probably try to track down. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't dock whatever, you know? I I don't know if it could have been one thing or another. I know a lot of people looked at that one video, like his last stream, where mm-hmm. he, he suddenly got like a little emotional and broke character because he was looking at something in his phone. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, that's the moment he found out. No, he actually said in the interview, the moment I found out was when I was watching somebody else stream and suddenly I was losing all of like my partner access and tools and shit. Weird. That, that that's was, a weird way to find uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. That was his first indication. He was like, hey, what's going on? Is there something wrong with my account? And then, bammed. Wow. Yeah, that's that that's his story. So it's like, oh, okay, okay. wow, that's fucking weird. And that sucks, right? Because mm. the way that he framed it in the interview, he said, is like, imagine showing up for work and the front door is locked and yeah. you can't get in and no one's telling you why. <laughs> or you show up to work and there's like a eviction notice on the door and the business moved and you're like, oh, I'm unemployed now. Like, it's just such a weird, like, pulling the rug out from under him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess yeah. that, that might have to have been how it happened, right? Right. Sometimes you do things prematurely. They leave the system early, but it's like you have to understand that he would have been on Twitch. I probably would have told him first, but you know, you like Dungeons and Daniels yes. would have came in. I mean, I'm the second biggest name on Twitch, right? <laughs> hey, guy, <laughs> we got to talk, <laughs> Mr. Beam. I like to call him. We got to talk, buddy. We got to talk. This, this, the whole thing of like doing an interview. I'm just like, well, if it was as dire, because like again, we're living in a climate of abuse allegations being surfaced left and fucking right. I feel like it would have been said i think he wouldn't have done an interview like that i think it would have been like oh hey he's gonna go quiet until fucking either dust settles or it just comes out from mm-hmm. whatever right like he'll, he'll have a premeditated official statement to whatever that incident was correct but i don't think that's this i think maybe it no, is it just no. a mountain of things that he's done and i don't know if they're trying to make an example of him maybe it is a contract breach who really knows mm-hmm. but he's definitely in the right to be like well you kind of squashed my contract without really telling me why you're breaking your own contract on that so like he's in the right i mean it's gonna go to weird twitch kangaroo court the doctor is gonna be a fucking you know the people's attorney and doing the work out there but i just i'm smiling at kangaroo court (laughs) (laughs) um i mean yeah if the people's champ needs to go to court and do what he needs to do he's got to do what he's got to (laughs) do but you know i just it's his career right it's his livelihood he's a millionaire you know i'm sure he'll be fine but like he's got a team of people he's got a team of people relying on him at least he's got a publicist we don't have a publicist we say stupid things all the time that's true we need a publicist to walk and be like hey Hey, uh, maybe don't say that thing about randy maybe not today with the pitchford stuff (laughs) thank you all right bye that for tuesday 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 we go after pitchford (laughs) (laughs) yeah no so obviously he has a lot of stake in this and Mm -hmm. and he wants to keep his you know his brand alive because it makes money Mm -hmm. so yeah i think this is probably just this is just business baby Mm -hmm. unfolding in front of us unfortunately the nature of him being a streamer means anything that happens to that man is extremely extremely public Mm -hmm. and maybe that's part of why twitch doesn't want to fucking get into it right Mm -hmm. now but i think after that fucking interview it's like okay well we're listening. Like, there's a lot of people still listening in on this, right? It's just, it's been weeks at this point. It's been like, what, two, three weeks? Mm. 
there's got to be something at this point. Got to be what are you, something. Are you really sorting out that shit that hard? I'm sure Twitch has max lawyers. Like I'm sure they're ready, like to have this conversation and figure it out already. Oh, they're they're still trying Unless to collect sorting. all the the wigs all over the office. <laughs> you know, gather them all up so they can finally like get it out of the building. I mean, I know he's got a lot of like he's got a lot of hours behind his content too. Yep. So it's a lot of stuff to sift through. Need a lot of evidence there, but like, damn. <laughs> if you have to sift through, it's just like a lot of him just playing fucking battle royales yeah playing PUBG in a way <laughs> yeah <that's right. laughs> so it's i don't know of that we'll see we'll see what happens um uh, i can't say i'm entirely enthralled to watch it like unroll but like mm. you know i hope it's not bad i hope it's not like carnal evil like i hope he's not gonna come out in this terrible light like because it's like he seems like a decent guy even though he's a bit of a fucking asshole like i don't think he's corrupt hmm the bathroom thing was a bit much. The bathroom thing was a bit much. That was probably like the pushing point where I'm like, okay, this is beyond you doing a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is you invading people's privacy. You know? Yeah, and, and I think that really raises the question for like, hey, how are we really moderating like how this platform grows? Because what he did was illegal. And he got like a two week suspension, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, does that, is that just going to be a two week suspension or like, or do we like, what are the actual standards or rules behind how you enforce this mm-hmm. kind of thing? So it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. There seems like there's a narrative going on here and we're not privy, but we're, we're in it right now. It's happening, mm-hmm. but we don't know everything yet. Do we need to know everything? Well, let me just tell you this. It's nice to have distractions in 2020. <laughs> it's a good dismount right there. I'll, I'll say it. it's a good Nice have a distraction. Because like you could come in and be like, who gives a fuck? And that that's that's easy, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, you could say that about every item that we were talked about today. I'm almost tired of the distractions though. Like twenty twenty's been uh, like four it feels like four years of distractions in the last four months. It's just like I'm distracting myself with video games. What do you propose? What do we do? Well we don't open back up just yet. I think we we screwed the pooch on that one, right, California? I think I think we're we're thinking about trying to get out. Mm-hmm. But we should be th- we should really be thinking about trying to get in, mm-hmm. and I do mean we get a bunch of shovels, sure, and we just dig through the apartment. <laughs> That's how you know the Saver and Boys are going stir crazy. What do you mean, man? This is a great idea, dude. There is so much uncharted territory beneath us. That's true, and this isn't like Florida where if we bit like dig into the ground we're gonna hit fucking ocean or gator yeah. or gator. There's a lot of earth underneath us. There's elevation. There's elevation. I'm saying. We're going somewhere and we're making something at the same time. It's productive. I want to make a tunnel system beneath this community. And I want to live underground. <laughs> oh, we're going to fucking start the, the mole people. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to worry about Twitch. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about what happens to the dock. I don't have to worry about people wearing masks or not. And the great thing about the tunnel system, right? we're mole people. We're still going to get 5G down there because the reception's really strong. Oh, I don't truck with that, dude. That radiation causes that COVID, dude. Yeah, but whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, but whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. It's just 5G. You'll never evolve if you don't get that 5G radiation on your body. God damn it. <laughs> what did this become? That's going to be the cause of like the next oh. Fallout game. <laughs> 5G radiation. Probably. Oh, man. What a, what a, what a <sighs> time of news. Thank you for compiling all time. that, my friend. You no did problem, the Lord's man. work in, in that doc today. Yeah, we did it. Well... <laughs> guys roommates uh i want to give you a standing ovation thank you for being awesome the past few weeks hanging out in our streams gassing us up uh telling us we're handsome giving us compliments listening to our content being a part of our community you guys are great if you didn't know i'm the save room you can find us at twitter at save room show drop us a line mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're not verified so we'll be fine to tweet we're <laughs> 
there were so we we workshopped some cold openings for this episode you know like the same room is that could have been a good one too people don't think thought goes into this because like there is a structure to the episode Mm -hmm. and then we fuck it up by being us that's true like that that actually that is been i don't know if you understand that's the dna of the save room mm-hmm. we have a structured like oh this is interesting video game stuff da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. and then when we perform it this is a performance this is performance art i i likened it to improv earlier in the day we destroy it because mm-hmm. <laughs> all art is destruction right it is a collision mm-hmm. of structure and chaos mm-hmm. save room <laughs> save room, save room. <laughs> well it's been a great one thank you Are, do you think we're gonna do a ghost of shishima review should we get people excited about that can you beat it fast enough? Uh, yeah. Can you so. beat it fast in 36 hours to leave a full-fledged <laughs> user review? <laughs> I'll, I think I might be able to beat it sooner than you once my weekend hits, because I'll be playing it nonstop. Oh, yeah. You have, like, next two weeks off. I have two weeks yeah, off, so I got good. nothing but games. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Yo, dude. Maybe I'll finally platinum The Last of Us Part 2. Really? Yeah. I, I had to put it down. I, I had to, too. Is that, that's a heavy it's platinum, a heavy and it's very game. monotonous in a lot of ways. Uh, still yeah. love the game, but I think yeah. I needed to take some time away from I it. I needed a break from that game. The, the discourse on it still kills me. I needed a break from the concept of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Like, I love The Last of Us, but mm-hmm. 2020 ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. That's sad. It is sad. It's a great game. But it it's just like, game. I get exhausted when I hear things about Last of Us. I'm just like, this old hat again? Your anger runs that deep? It's been a month, and people are still finding new ways to get mad about it. And oh, I'm just yeah. like... Please stop. Just stop. <laughs> no gamers. Yeah. Hey, gamers. Hey. No. no. The second half of this year, mm-hmm. it's going to be great because we're going to gas each other up. We're going to support each other. We're going to build community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's it. No, there's no, there's no sarcasm. There's no joke at the end of that. He's being sincere. We're going to, we're going to fucking, we're in this together because all we got are each other. So let's make the best of it. Okay. Wow. All right. Did you guys feel that? I hope you felt it. I did. God damn it. Well, cancel gamer girl. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 97. Remember to save your fucking games. Good night.